Today's show is brought to you by the University of Windsor's Alumni Association. Show us how you are Windsor proud by visiting the Alumni Association's Instagram and Twitter pages. Share your U Windsor memory or post a photo from your time on campus. For more information, visit uwindsor.ca forward slash alumni. Welcome back, Lancers, to the newest episode of the Lancer Rec Connect podcast, brought to you by the University of Windsor Alumni Association. Today, we're discussing the University of Windsor's upcoming Pride Week and all the activities and information available to students. Here with me today to discuss Pride and the University of Windsor's Pride Week, please welcome Anne and Jocelyn. Uh, I'll come to each one at a time, but why don't we start with you, Jocelyn? Uh, please introduce your, yourself uh, and give us a little background on what you do. Absolutely. So hello, everyone. Hello, Lancers. My name is Jocelyn Laredo. I currently work um, in the Student Accessibility Services Office as an Accessibility Advisor. Um, and the Pride campaign has been um, something that I've been working on for quite some time. Been at the university now for seven years, and I'm excited to say that, you know, we are on our way to making some things for the 2S LGBTQ community happen. And so I'm excited to see um, where this committee and campaign takes us. Thank you. And thanks again for being here. I think we're going to have uh, a good conversation going forward. And Anne, why don't we hear from you? Uh, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Anne Radzinski. My pronouns are she and her, and I work at the university's Office of Sexual Violence Prevention, Resistance, and Support. That is our new name that we're unrolling this summer. Um, I do all of our public education for the office. I run the Flip the Script program, our social media, um, and I come to the university by way of community psychology at Wilfrid Laurier University. Um, and I've been working with the Pride Committee for a couple years now also, and we're really excited to be gearing up for a really big Pride Week and a really big year this year. Yeah, so I think, you know what, I think that's a good place for us to start. So Pride Committee here at the University of Windsor, what is that? Who's on that committee? Um, and what does that committee do for those who aren't aware? Yeah, so I can give a bit of history if that's okay, Jocelyn. Absolutely. So I started with the Pride Committee. Um, it grew out of our Pride efforts in 2019. Um, at that time, I was covering the sexual misconduct officer role and um, had asked, you know, what are we doing for the upcoming Pride Parade in Windsor? And folks were very interested in having like a Windsor presence in the parade. I know that Women and Gender Studies has traditionally participated in Pride, um, but there was this desire for a larger participation, participation from Windsor. Um, so we, you know, made the decision to put something together for the parade. And then when that was finished, there was really this sense that, you know, Pride certainly is celebrated in Windsor in August, but you know, these are important issues and this is a part of our community throughout the year. So we kind of put together this committee. Jocelyn was an early part of that committee. And we started to think about like, what are the other important dates? What are some initiatives or things that we'd like to work towards? Um, and we've done some really awesome stuff over the last three summers. So this is our third summer and our third uh, Pride Week. Yeah, fantastic. And anything to add there uh, from you, Jocelyn? Yeah, so currently I would just say that um, our, our Pride Committee, our Pride Campaign, 
um, is working to foster social, academic, and personal growth for all individuals in the U Windsor community through support, awareness, promotion, and education regarding 2S LGBTQ plus issues, rights, and experiences. And so that's something that we're um, definitely working towards. And we have a few goals in mind um, for this year, as well as obviously, um, you know, really promoting the Pride Week that happens in Windsor in August and um, getting that flag up. Yeah, let, let's talk more about that Pride Week that's coming up here. So first of all, let's start. When is it in August for people who aren't aware? So our plan, um, because there's going to be no Pride Parade, unfortunately, this year, again, um, with COVID restrictions, the University of Windsor will be putting up the flag and celebrating the week of August 9th. Okay. And so I, I guess that's that's a good transition. So I mean, COVID's changed a lot of things. Um, and I assume your committee is no different. Um, so, so what's happening this year that's different from previous years, or I guess now, uh, not so different as COVID lockdowns progress and continue? What's changing? How can people still get involved, even if it's not in person at, say, uh, a pride walk or march or parade? For sure. Um, so we did do an open call for Lancer students as well as Lancer faculty and staff to join our campaign, our committee, um, through the Daily News. Um, and currently, Ann and I are working on a website that will have information for students and staff and faculty to join us in um, our, you know, our goals and um, some different things that will be happening on campus this year. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad to see um, the different options that we have, even with lockdown, that people are still able to access those resources and find information about it. And I guess well, we touched on it uh, very briefly at the beginning, and I can't remember which of you said it, so I apologize. Um, but one of you mentioned the idea of, although we celebrate it in August, um, that these ideas and these values carry out throughout the rest of the year. Um, do either of you want to expand on that a little bit more and talk about what people can do when there aren't parades or weeks bringing light to these issues? Yeah, absolutely. So through the Sexual Misconduct Office, we've um, been trying to do a couple different things on campus for a while now. Um, one of them is to honor Transgender Day of Remembrance and Transgender Day of Visibility. And this year we're adding more of those kinds of dates to our calendar to kind of acknowledge and, and show that we see all of the members of our community. And something that we've been doing, you know, again, for a couple of years now is to run pronoun training for staff and faculty on campus. And over the last three summers, we've been able to access um, lots of spaces on campus to get staff and faculty, you know, to have these conversations about pronouns, to think about different ways to use pronouns and the different ways that gendered language shows up um, in our kind of day-to-day -day conversational patterns. So that's been really awesome. I think that that's a very tangible form of support that we can provide for transgender students in our community. I know that we've got some other really exciting initiatives um, going on this year. And as we kind of return to campus, a huge win was getting the pride flag up. And that was really, I feel like Jocelyn's baby, like Jocelyn's been working on that for maybe, I don't know, five years now. Um, and so that was like a huge win last summer to finally get the pride flag up on campus. We also got the pride crosswalk on campus and there are actually two crosswalks so there's one that is in between Dillon Hall and kind of the the CAW center slash education gym space so that's um 
right there on main campus. And the other one is by the Welcome Center on main campus. So closer to Wyandotte Street. So those were really exciting, kind of like outward displays of the university's commitment to pride and to inclusivity and diversity and all of those really important pieces. Um, and I think are just, you know, pieces of the things that we've been working on. Jocelyn, do you want to talk about some of the goals we have for the next little while? Some of the things we're working on this year? Sorry, one second. I'm just going to interject very quickly because you said something um, and I'll come back to you in just a moment, Jocelyn. But you mentioned um, the Pride crosswalks on campus, the two of them. Um, yeah. Would you mind just giving a little background on those? I feel like uh, for a lot of students, it's been a while since they've been to campus and maybe have not have seen these or know what they're about. Um, do you want to just give a quick backstory on what those crosswalks are? Yeah, I actually feel like if that's okay, I'm going to pass that one over to Jocelyn because I was less involved with that initiative than she was. And I feel like she knows a lot more about them than I do. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. No problem. Um, so the UWSA um, and a couple other of our um, on-campus groups came together along with the uh, OREA office to and the Student Experience office to kind of put out this like outward um outward picture of how we are, you know, really focusing on um, equity and diversity and inclusion. And so folks felt that a pride crosswalk would be a great place to start. So our pride crosswalk does include both the black and the brown stripe. And um, they were put up, they were done in, in October um, last year. I get really confused with COVID and what year we're in. I'm sure many of you feel the same way. So they were put up last year and our plan is to do um, a little bit, not like a celebration, but kind of bring awareness to those crosswalks and offer opportunities for folks to take pictures and do things like that once we're all allowed back on campus. And so it's been an initiative in the works through the student experience office, through different student unions on campus and um, the Office of Human Rights. So um, a very exciting time is just unfortunate that no one was there to really celebrate those crosswalks. So we will um, be bringing that back around so that folks can celebrate with us um, in those crosswalks. Yeah, thanks for that. And, and sorry, Anne, pass something over to you earlier before I, um, I stopped us there. I uh, mentioned about future plans or ideas with regards to um, your committee. And if you wouldn't mind elaborating on that, I'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so again, some of our goals um, are in line with the student mental health strategy and um, trying to pick up on some of the initiatives that were discussed uh, back when our mental health strategy was kind of put into play. And so some of the things that we would like to see happen um, is some updated language within policies and procedures at the University of Windsor, which matches up with the mental health strategy, as well as looking at some language around washrooms. We know that that was something that was brought up in a survey that students took, so definitely something that we're going to try to take a look at. We're working with nursing um, and a SPARK grant, so that's really exciting. Um, of course, some flag raising, very important, as Anne said, um, definitely my baby and something that I get very excited about. I know it's just the beginning of things, but it's a place to start. Um, and then we're going to have some workshops and some events uh, for folks to attend virtually. Um, so they will be housed through the student experience page. Um, and their social media um, places as well. Um, and then 
you know, similar to you folks hosting a podcast, our hope is that we will also have some of our faculty and staff participate in some podcasts to learn a little bit more um, about their journey um, as a part of the 2S LGBTQ community. Great, thank can you I, for that. Oh, yeah, can I jump in and add? Thanks. Um, I think just like I want to give a shout out to Trans Wellness Ontario. We've had such an excellent time of working with Alex Reed and their team over there. And I know we've had some like really great preliminary conversations about our upcoming year this year. So I'm sure we'll have lots of partnerships with them. We love having them as a community partner. Um, and I think we also have some events coming up where we'll be partnering with women and gender studies. So um, the best place to see the things that we have coming up and to see our schedule of events is to follow the social media for the Sexual Misconduct Office, or sorry, the Office of Sexual Violence, the Office of Sexual Violence Prevention, Resistance, and Support. I'm so used to saying the old title. That is um, okay. I'm sure. Um, and sorry, while, while I got you on the topic, where can people go, I assume online at this point, to find resources uh, regarding that? Would they just Google that title um, or is there a specific so, web link? So there's a couple things. So there's the the social media for the Office of Sexual Violence Prevention, Resistance, and Support. So that is Prevent, Resist, Support on social media. We're just in the process of getting our Facebook page up and running, but you can find us under that name on Instagram, on TikTok, and our podcast is called Prevent, Resist, Support, and you can find that on any of the podcast apps um, and also on Anchor. So there's lots of places to listen to that. Um, and then we also put out information about our events through the student experience pages. So following them is great. We're also in the process of updating our website. So it's not finished yet, but we're definitely, uh, we've been working on that over the summer. And that is uwindsor.ca slash LGBTQ. Great. Thanks for that. Be sure to download the new Lancers Athletics and Recreation app for free in the Apple or Play Store. Stay up to date on the latest varsity, recreation programming, and fitness updates. Get all the information you need to know about the reopening of the St. Dennis Center and how to make a reservation. So I wanted to transition. I had a few topics that I wanted to um, discuss with both of you um, with related to uh, on campus and then we'll work our way up. But I, I guess we'll start kind of more broad and simply at the university here. What can we do in terms of recreation, we'll say, recreation and athletics here, whether it be varsity, um, intramural, or just casual uh, sporting and recreation, what can we do to be more um, accepting and welcoming uh, to people of the 2SLGBTQ community? Well, I was just going to say, you have two members um, from your uh, rec and as well as faculty on our committee. So the fact that you um, folks over there have joined us in this campaign, I think is a great start. And I know that Anne has some other um, things that she wants to say. Yeah, please. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I mean, I think that sports and recreation are just very gendered spaces. I know that, um, you know, change rooms, washrooms, sports teams, um, all of those things tend to be very gendered. I think one of the things we can do that's really easy is just trusting people um, in how they identify and just kind of knowing that they are experts on themselves and that we will never know more about them than they know about themselves, right? So, um, you know, respecting people's pronouns, allowing them to self-select which teams they would like to try out for, which change rooms they would like to use. I think that kind of stuff is really important and just, you know, affirming their identity and making sure that they feel welcome and safe all of those things are really important. 
Yeah, thanks for that. And I mean, I think, um, and I, I wanted to talk more intramural specifically too. So I, I, I think you made a good point with sport in general being more um, gendered between male and female brackets. Because I know as, as, as university here, we have um, male leagues, female leagues, co-ed leagues, but um, those are still pretty, um, pretty dichotomous groups, um, for lack of a better word. Did you have anything you wanted to say on that or what you would like to see different? I know you mentioned um, like the self-selection or self-reporting, I believe you said, um, but if you wouldn't mind expanding on that. Yeah, I think just, you know, we often think about gender as this like black and white, male and female, um, you know, this thing that's really just based on biology. And um, Bill and I did this special for adults a while back on Netflix and does, does this really great session on gender and gender is based on so many things, right? Like it's based on genetics and hormones and identity. And there's like so many facets to gender. And even if we look just strictly at the biology, it's a lot more complex than just male and female. Um, so I think just having an open mind about gender, learning about gender and thinking about it, you know, with an open mind and with um, like an energy of non-judgment and understanding is really important, um, you know, and then just knowing that, yeah, folks know themselves the best. They know how they identify and yeah, just letting them make their own decisions about which teams they would like to be like to belong to or which spaces feel the most affirming to them. Yeah, thanks for that. A anything to add from your end there, Jocelyn? I uh, don't mean to put you on the spot if she covered everything, but um, feel free to add if you have anything. No, I think um, I think Anne, you know, brings about a, a very valid point. And I know that with your new space coming, um, I know there's been a lot of work done on looking at those like non-gendered spaces. So I know that you folks over there at Lancer Rec are doing a really fabulous job of trying to get ahead of the curve. And so I'm just really looking forward to what you come up with um, to help all of our students, all of our Lancers on campus um, with the whole recreation side of things. Yeah, thanks for that. And I guess, I guess this brings me into the bigger topic that I kind of referenced earlier. And it, it's a fairly um, uh, controversial or debatable topic in the media currently. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, I, um, I hate to assume anything, but if you're aware of the issues going on in the Olympics currently, um, with transgender athletes, whether they're allowed to participate, them not being allowed to participate. Um, would you mind elaborating on that, um, the detriments and side effects of those kind of behaviors in professional sport? Okay, yeah. So Jocelyn and I talked about this one before we came on the podcast today, and I think neither of us are experts um, on the Olympics. But I think some of the some of the media that I've read about it is just the idea that, you know, the ways that they make those determinations are based on tests about hormones and, you know, humans of all genders have a variety of hormones and um, that may not be the most reliable test of what somebody's gender is. It may not align with their gender. And so I think, you know, just thinking about like, what is gender? You know, what does gender mean to us? What are the factors that play into gender for somebody? What are the ways that, you know, we can tell what someone's gender is? And I really think it just comes down to like asking people how they identify and trusting them in their knowledge of self. And so, yeah, I think this, this whole controversy about the Olympics and gender is, you know, really awful. I hope that there's a future where folks can participate in sports that align with whatever gender they identify as. So I hope that that covers it enough. I don't think either of us are like 
real experts on the topic or real ready to talk about it. But I think Jocelyn and I are both just on the side of like, just let those people play the sports and do the sports things. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's completely fair. Yeah, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, and obviously, um, <laughs> no, that's okay. It, it's hard to be an expert on something that's happened so recently. Um, but I, let let me rephrase it a little bit, if I may. Um, let's take the hypothetical hypothetical situation. There is a transgendered individual who's not allowed to compete in any given sport or event. What kind of trickle down effects do you think that could have on? Um, sport at say like the youth level or the developmental level or what could that have at the collegiate level of sport do you think there are impacts of making those distinctions on a professional level Um, I'm gonna step in on this one I think uh, when we look at not just like the trickle down effect but the mental health the mental health challenges that um, people in the 2s LGBTQ community face um, you know minus sport I think it's only going to cause more challenges for folks who are trying to navigate um, this whole new realm to them. And so I think it's really important that we start to look at it, like Anne said, from a broader lens. Like it's not just about male and female. Um, You know, I also watched the video that Bill Nye put out and it was a really eye-opening opportunity for me to see like, yes, you know, we have chromosomes for sure, but, you know, like our testosterone and our, um, and our other levels are all over the place at different times in our lives. And so it's really important that we stop just looking at it from a black and white perspective of male and female. And I think it's just going to take some time for those people who the they's of the world who make those really, really big decisions to kind of start to look at things a little differently. Yeah, well, thanks. I, I definitely, yeah, and like I said earlier, it's it's definitely not um, an easy topic now with how recent it's happened. But I hope um, as we go on and the more information we gather about it, the more equipped we are to make decisions that are beneficial to all parties. Because I know even um, at Lancer Rec, we have a strong um, like free participation um, ideology in the sense that. If you want to participate, we'll find a way to do so that's comfortable for you. And we hope that um, more facilities in the athletics and recreation world take steps in that direction as well. Absolutely. Everyone has the right to play. So, yeah, I guess while we still have some time left, I I wanted to give you each the floor to kind of discuss um, any important issues you feel that we haven't touched on yet today or wanted to Uh, put out there as well as any resources you would feel important for um, the listener to hear. Uh, So we'll start with you, Jocelyn, if you'd like to just um, wrap up any closing statements or um, facilities you'd like to plug and give information to. Absolutely. I just think, honestly, Kevin, with the expansion of our Lancer Rec facility, I think it's important to bring students together to make some of those decisions and have those conversations and and brainstorm and not just leave it up to, um, you know, the higher ups to make those decisions. So it's important, um, especially as an institution that runs because we have students on campus, that we get those students involved in some of the decision making processes. So um, I know that you have quite a few uh, members over there, faculty, staff that are very involved with students and it's it's fabulous to see. Um, you know, I, as someone who works in the accessibility office, I know that you also do a lot of work with um, students with varying disabilities as well. And so I really want to say like, you know, Lancer Rec is doing a fabulous job of including all different 
people and, and walks of life and all of those types of things. So, I mean, there's room for everyone to be improving, but I know that it's at the forefront of a lot of the decision-making processes that you folks have. So good on you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. And then, Anne, from you, if you have anything else you'd like to discuss or um, plug from your end, any uh, websites or places where people can find information. Yeah, I mean, I think Jocelyn, you know, said so much. That is really important. We're certainly very grateful for Lancer Ruck and for the opportunity to be here today. Um, I think if I could plug anything, you know, it's just to say that, you know, the Office of Sexual Violence is here for all of our students in our U Windsor community, also for our staff and our faculty. So for everyone in our U Windsor community, you know, for folks of all genders, of all sexualities. And so if there's something going on that's not okay or that's making you uncomfortable, please reach out to us. You can reach us at svsupport at uwindsor.ca, SV like sexual violence, support. Um, and you can find our new website. It will be up soon. It's uwindsor.ca slash prevent, resist, support. And yeah, there's going to be tons of resources on there. We're getting our pride website up and up and running. Um, I know Jocelyn is doing excellent work in accessibility office. And so, yeah, just want folks to know that we care a lot about you. We want to make sure that your time in our community is really wonderful. And if there's anything we can do to make it better, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Well, thank you. And one more time for the listeners, when is the Pride Week this August so people can know when and where to get involved? So our Pride Week on campus and virtual um, will start on Monday, August 9th with a flag raising. And then there will be um, different workshops and other things for students and staff to get involved in. And I know that um, Anne and I are both very busy working on head not Head Start, orientation events as well. Um, so there'll be some stuff at orientation and then there'll be some workshops starting on August 9th. So um, check us out. Again, our website will be up um, by August with information um, and it is uwindsor.ca slash LGBTQ. Um, or you can also find our information on the student experience page as well as um, the resist and Help me out, please. Prevent, resist, support. It's brand new. So we just we just unveiled it. Well, thank you both very much for being here. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to have the conversation here today with me. Um, and I wish you all the best. Take care, both of you. And thanks again for being here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks so much for having us. Take care. And that's all for this week, everyone. Uh, we will see you next month uh, back for the Lancer Rec Connect podcast. Take care, everyone. Our show is once again sponsored by the University of Windsor Alumni Association. Be sure to visit them on the web at uwindsor.ca forward slash alumni to check out all the services and events offered to University of Windsor alumni.